Stone Cold Steve Austin, favorite chapter. Oh, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hello. And best friend, Derek. Oh, hello. And you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. We are on episode 157. Bang, bang, bang. Woo, woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a... Uh... How many stunt performers were used in the film? Fewer or more than episodes of New Release podcast? I'm going to say more. Stealing your over-under gimmick. I'm going to say, can I guess the number? Yep. 297. Derek, what do you think? What, extras? Stunts. No, like stunt performers, not just background people, like actual people oh, that are shit. trained yeah. to participate well, in the action. All right. Oh, my numbers are always way off. I'm going to say close to a thousand. <laughs> well, yeah, you really made this <laughs> impressive number of 200 sound terrible. Um, the But for context, so there's 200 stunt performers in the film. Nice even number there. Uh, 157 episodes of new release and 47 is the average number of stunt performers on like a big action movie. So uh, four times the normal amount. Um, Anyway, uh, we're going to equals a thousand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If, uh, if, if you count all four films, then there you go. You're you're we haven't it's still less than a thousand. <laughs> no, I know. I like to talk about the movie before we reveal it because right. it is in the yeah. title of the description. Anyway, this is a time traveling podcast. So obviously we must be going somewhere really exotic and far in the distant future or past this week. Ashley, where are we? We're actually present day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Set you up for failure so, there. didn't travel a lot, but um, <laughs> daylight savings time just hit, so that's pretty exciting. I don't know if you guys knew this, but our governor in Colorado, um, in Denver, signed a bill to make daylight savings time permanent in June of 2022, but it didn't go through for this year. But there's still hope next year that we'll just have permanent daylight savings time, which is really interesting. You don't have to change your clock. Yeah, it'll never change. Got yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Derek so. knows personally about the Arizona policies. Uh, so that's one of two states. <laughs> Do you know the other state that, that currently doesn't change their time twice a year? Alaska. Well, close. I was going to say Hawaii. Even closer. You're dead on. So Arizona. Even the closest. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are the two. Um, Ashley, you're one step behind uh, Oregon which passed a similar, similar bill a year ago, like uh, the year before even. And the holdup is apparently, actually, I think we can get some insight on the holdup. We have breaking news. Oh. Yeah. Man, how? Yes, it is daylight saving time, not daylight savings, as Jonah Ryan <laughs> oh. reminded us all in Veep. Daylight saving, not plural. <laughs> Time has never saved us from anything. Last week, <laughs> oh Senator Marco God. Rubio introducing a bill for the fourth time that would make daylight saving time permanent in the U.S. And he's got support from across the aisle. The worst thing of all is that you've got to... Oh, my God. I yeah. love Beep. That's a great show. This is like one of the oldest, dumbest debate. I mean, like debates at this point. Like, it seems pretty unanimous that there's support for it, but... And there's all these like urban legends about it was done for farming. It was actually done, uh, started in Germany during um, World War One, I, I think, to save just to save um, like an hour of light for electricity. Um, farmers did not like it because they had to go to the market in the dark. Um, so they preferred mm. if it was lighter earlier. Um, 
all of this is to say that like the reason it hasn't happened in Oregon yet is because it needs like federal approval. Um, so that's what that mm -hmm. bill is related to. And so at some point, if um, like if Colorado's on board, Oregon's on board, um, dozens or more other states all seem to, to be trending in that direction, um, the final step would be federal approval. So are we a news, are we a news podcast or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a little light dose of, Fun. um, science mixed in, if you want to call that <laughs> science and linguistic, um, training. So daylight mm. saving time. Don't make yeah. that mistake. Got again. it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it won't matter if it goes away. Anyway, Ashley, <laughs> what's, um, what's playing at the multiplex that features over 157 stunt performers this week? Um, a Keanu Reeves favorite, potentially, um, the fourth of its kind, mm. light a candle, light a match. It's John Wick. Ooh. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's go. JW4. Well, okay. We're not even going to look at the movie poster. Nope. Don't need it. No need. Keanu, uh, Wick's. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Who's buying the tickets this week? Drew, he never buys. Yep, thanks, Drew. Wow. Yeah, that's the thanks I get. <laughs> Regular, wasn't it? Yeah. And so it begins. If you win, the table will honor its words. We'll have your freedom. And when I see you, I will take what I want, so. Amen. March 24th. Okay. Let's watch okay. it. Let's watch yeah. it again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. Oh, man. Where to start? Um, we are coming down from the high of seeing this in theaters with like a revved up crowd and super just kind of like coming out of the theater, um, kicking and punching and, and just fighting our <laughs> way through the lobby. But Maybe we'll start with Ashley because she made the, <laughs> the bold decision to go into the fourth installment of this franchise, Ice Cold. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this is your first exposure to John Wick. Um, I'm sure you had heard of the character in the movies, yeah, but you hadn't seen any of them. Nope. So yeah, did that affect your enjoyment of the uh, of the the story or uh, any aspect of the movie? I don't think so. And I went with my friend Molly and she's also never seen any of them. So it was kind of <laughs> nice to go with someone that is in the same boat. Um, I think they're still really enjoyable. I mean, I've, I've, I've only seen the fourth one and yep. the action is insane. So I imagine it's pretty similar. They don't really focus on the storyline like too intense, too intently. It's more just like shoot them up. Lots of bad guys. You have to get the, the top bad guy. And then if you win, that's like the end of the movie. I assume it's kind of like the line. Like he has, kills a lot of people. A lot of epic fights, and that's it. <laughs> so. Yeah. What you've joining in the fourth chapter of John Wick, missing on the first chapter, and it's all about a dead dog. No, I know that. Drew told me, gave yeah. me a recap. I called him on the way to the movies. I was like, is there anything I should know in order to watch this? And he told me like 30 seconds worth of stuff. And so I didn't go in completely cold, just like a little frigid. Yeah, I gave you a, a little crash course. I mean, basically that emotional through line, his his wife who dies of um, cancer and then his former employers, um, the Hitman Association, <laughs> maybe known as the table at in the first movie. I can't remember when we when we start to label it. But yeah, they they break into his house because he's trying to get out of the game. The age old hitman story you know one last bank job one last kill one last um dvd heist if you're a fast and furious <laughs> gang then you know then you're done for good um except it's really hard to quit a job when your bosses are criminals um, so yeah. they'll do anything to keep you on the hook and then once they kill his dog he is motivated by revenge um, he's motivated by revenge for four, movies. for four movies. He's not really concerned. I mean, he is concerned, but he, he won't stop because 
of the fact, I mean, even though he's causing a lot of death and destruction along the way, which people point out throughout this movie, but because he lost, you know, his wife, um, right. You know, at the start of the, the series as well, he doesn't have a lot to live for. He has friends that he encounters in these movies or like people that he's loyal to, but he constantly puts them in danger in danger on this quest. I mean, did, uh, well, first off, like Derek, um, is there anything Ashley you think Ashley might have missed, or you know that that you like brought into the the fourth one that is important? <laughs> uh no, Ashley okay. mentioned everything that's important, which is uh, guns, action, nonstop action. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Not a lot of talking. Uh, um, another. Ooh, ooh. How many words did Keanu Reeves speak? Throughout this movie, throughout Ooh. this almost three-hour movie, a thousand. Three. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Actually, heard this trivia, but I forgot it. So That'd I want to say like two hundred and fifty. Three hundred eighty words. Okay, I heard a lower number, God. which I still thought was too high. I heard something. Uh, I swear, in the two hundred. That sounds. I mean, he says, "Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, true. Do your best, yeah. Keanu, uh, John Wick impression." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just as animated. Perfect. Are you ready? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um which isn't a isn't a isn't a critique. I mean, he says yeah. a lot and exudes well, one, I mean, he's just like has been training extensively for going on nine years now, um, while making this series. It's so funny, like I was like, oh, man, what an unlikely action hero. And then I remembered um, two movies of which we're watching this year that like, oh, yeah, he, he is he is in one of the most successful action franchises of all time, <laughs> The Matrix. But yep. like, that's like a different type of um, of more. Um, I don't know. They have like the training sequences. So he was definitely doing uh, martial arts fighting. But then they go so far with special effects and, and computer generated like um, effects and it's set, you know, in this like computer simulation world that I just put that in a different category as a straight up martial arts and gunfighting movie like this one is. But regardless, like he's a straight up action hero. That's what he's been known for <laughs> for the our adult yeah. lives. So, so he doesn't before yeah, we, anyway. we gloss over this. I've been ever since we all went to go see John Wick together. Or wait, we didn't. We all watched it on our own. No, we did. Yes, we let's just go with, both of, those. go with yeah. both of those. Yeah, yeah, we did it uh, twice. We watched it twice, dude. I feel like Keanu was shit on for a while, similar to how uh, Nick Cage was after the, like National Treasure film, mm-hmm. and now they're both just like creating their own like pathway through Hollywood and film. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is like they're on different ends of the acting spectrum, obviously, like in terms of performance oh, style. Yeah, not, but not their, car- their career well, but... trajectories have had like different, like uh, a lot of ups and downs. And now they're both like pretty universally beloved and just like at the height of their height of their like powers and fame this far into their careers is very impressive. Right, and Keanu is known for kind of like, like uh, Kristen Stewart, which is like this one-way track. Yep. However, <laughs> it doesn't matter. John Wick, uh, Neo, whatever character he's playing now, it's whoa. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's beloved. Yeah, I mean, and he did like the romantic comedies and stuff too, and he's done other types of things. But yeah, right now it's just like action, action, action. Yeah. yeah, I mean, speed. and I don't want to get too off track, Drew. But what was the film where those uh, girls show up at his house? Oh my gosh! Oh uh, god! Knock knock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> speaking uh, of Anna da, anyway. da Armas, which we were speaking of before, you got on. Yeah, uh, she's going to be taking and also over a role in one of the spinoff movies. Apparently, called Ballerina. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of the Matrix, or going back to the Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne is in this yep. film, mm-hmm. which is kind of just really interesting to watch. In a similar capacity, because he's he's like Neo his and, his mentor handler person. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very anyway, nice let's let's get back on the train tracks. Yeah, I mean, like one thing that works well about like a performance style like Keanu's is it's he's not trying to overpower the the movie the action like is i feel like the action is the the star of of the movie it helps to have like somebody that is as like i don't know easy to root for and and like even though i mentioned the the choices he's making aren't necessarily the best for <laughs> everyone involved but we're still rooting for him and he just kind of like his personality can uh not take away from from the action scenes um it's just i don't know it's just a non-stop like from start to finish thrill ride and i don't i mean ashley have you seen better action than this that that you can remember i was gonna say I was just going to throw out a question. Do you guys think it was too much action? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember it's like, yeah. seeing films with my, my pops back in the day, and it was <laughs> like three quarters of that movie was just nonstop action. And it, that was awesome. And yeah. Yeah. This I, was 99%. Yeah. I think going, I think that is one thing that maybe I would have known going into this. I knew it was going to be like obviously like non, almost nonstop action. But one of the main scenes at like the Osaka Continental Hotel that lasted so long that I was just like, is this the whole movie? Like, are they just going to fight for the next three hours? Like right here? Like, I didn't yep. know when it was going to end. Yeah. And I was like, I need some separation between the action in order like to get back into the movie and be excited about the action. That was a little too long for me. And even uh, John Wick's character, it's just like, does it really matter what's going on with him? It's just like, no, he's good with the gun. Let the action happen. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. That was the it's only thing. There's a little bit of story for some people latch on to, but if you don't latch on to it, you just watch chaos. Well, and I was I was hoping that um, Akira, the daughter of the guy that owns the Continental, I was hoping that she would come back in custom capacity within this film because right. she was my like she was my favorite character. So yeah, what happened with her? She never came back. She, she got on the train with him. Told him some stuff and then left. Yeah, I was definitely expecting that. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about the ending eventually. Um, so major spoiler warnings ahead. Um, we're not going to talk about that quite yet. But um, she does appear in the credits sequence. That's why I wanted to get that warning. Because um, she basically like shows up wanting... Um, she shows up to... Um, see Kane maybe or she shows up somewhere mm-hmm. I didn't actually see the <laughs> the after credit <laughs> sequence um but anyway there's the the assumption that she's going to want to get revenge for her dad um cool. so there's that I, I would say the thing that is missing if you haven't seen the other movies is them fleshing out those like underground world of assassins so there's mm-hmm. the continent the yeah. different continental hotels there's um the character that gets killed off um, early in the movie played by Lance Reddick, who just tragically passed away in real life. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty um, tough to see mirror uh, mirrored in the movie. And um, Winston has been kind of like an accomplice, an ally slash an adversary at various points in the series. So you do get some uh, attachment to these, these characters, but like I find all the, the underground like assassin rules and the way that all these people are on the radio, like tracking them down, like totally beside the point or, or like confusing yeah. if anything, which is well, fine. That's something yeah. that, that, that you weren't aware of rash this, like true or this, like uh, under agreed upon rule. Like if you go into this hotel, you all might want to kill each other, but it's like uh, a safe space. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know it was like a bunch yeah. of so. There's a bunch of assassins in the hotel, like all those people. Well, I checked in yeah. just like normal people. Or it's a mixture. It's it's a hotel for assassins. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't get yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and you're not allowed to attack each other inside. Otherwise, you will break a ton of laws, and you'll likely get uh, destroyed. Yeah, okay. unwritten or like 
you know, unenforceable laws. As soon as they uh, decommission the hotel, which they're there to do, that's the the site of this forty five minute action sequence that Ashley was describing. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then also people get killed part- there. Yeah, and then apparently in John Wick three, he gives his last like token, his last gold piece, the dog that he he had had with him throughout the film to make sure that. The, the dog was taken care of by he, these assassins. Um, Do you know, know what I'm talking about? I, Some, I was talking... Well, I haven't he, seen John 3 in a while, but... Lawrence Fishburne was caring for the dog because like, no, he brings I, I him in at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, yeah. That might have been part of his payment or whatever. Yeah, we're we're really in sync. Um, <laughs> yeah, but That's he okay. was that um, that character was watching out for the dog, uh, watching out. Um, for no, him. I'm talking about anyway. Uh, can we play choose your character now that we're on this sure. topic? Yeah, why not? Well, guess my character. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne? Fishburne. <laughs> nope. The dog. Shamir Anderson, who's known as the tracker. Oh, yeah. The other oh. dude. He's the, the, he's the guy yeah. with the dog. So so in John Wick 3, uh, John Wick has a pup that he takes to the hotel, and he gives his like last assassin coin to make sure that the dog is taken care of, uh-huh. because in John Wick 1, his dog gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then in this one, Tracker, Shamir Anderson plays, oh, such a beautiful role. It's, yeah, so there's this new character yeah. that's introduced at the hotel. He's like in the lobby yeah. sketching in a, in a notepad. I couldn't remember if I like was supposed to know him from other movies or not, but I think he's introduced for the first time here. Um, so Ashley, you didn't, you didn't miss anything, but... Yeah, he's he's kind of playing both sides a little bit, it seems like, but it's cool because he incorporates the the dog the dog is trained to like attack people in the groin if he says groin or the arm if he says arm or piss on their <laughs> face if he shot him a yeah. uh, bullet hole in his head. But so that character's awesome. I was a little surprised by I thought there was gonna be a twist where he he does end up helping Wick because Wick saves mm-hmm. the dog. Um, during this one fight but before that he was just kind of trying to drive his price up i thought he was gonna yeah. fuck over the yep. the um marquee dude but mm-hmm. he was really not well, gonna help wick until until he had a change of heart later yeah yeah well and, he, uh, he needed somebody to pay him so he's not gonna kill the payer ash what were you gonna say sorry oh no you're fine i, I was just gonna say that yeah i loved him as a character and I kind of wanted to talk about the different like scenes in the movie that were like, cause there's so many cool fight scenes. Yeah. The Continental one was like five hours long. So we don't need to get that one unless you just want to talk well, about pieces of it. But yeah, we should definitely, we can't skip over that. Cause that's like a huge, to your point, the movie starts with him on horseback in the desert for no apparent reason. <laughs> I mean, that's where the third one partially took place. I didn't quite get that. I was like, am I supposed to understand what's happening right now? Yeah. No. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That I was, like, was mostly oh, lost really on something. <laughs> lost on me. It does show kind of how ruthless he is in that in that moment. But then he shows up. Um, once he shows up at the uh, continental in Japan, he um, like you know his friend is gonna like let him stay there, even though he knows it's a huge risk, and that huge yeah. fight breaks out. It's basically like three or more sequences within one we get the introduction of like kane um mm-hmm. a blind character who is played by donnie yen um from this uh martial arts franchise called ip man um so he's like a, a martial arts legend now like 60 years old but still like very spry <laughs> and very capable yeah. um there's some creative um techniques used in his fighting to where he'll put like uh, doorbell sensors on the walls to hear people coming. I don't know if he's daredevil or like just learning how to fight blind, but it, cause he's like sometimes great at it, sometimes struggling a little bit because of it. Um, 
but the there's all the like big group fight sequences um there's like the when the lights go out and the green lights come on and they're shooting arrows and then Mm-hmm. There's yeah, why do they have bow and arrows, man? I mean, why not? That's, that's always <laughs> it was cool. A pet peeve ever since Hunger Game, well, Hunger Games and and Avengers with um, <laughs> Hawkeye's dumb character. Uh, it's just like <laughs> you're severely overmatched. They try to make Akira be able to like tackle people in close quarters and throw them around with the with the bow, but yeah, not an ideal weapon um, when people have guns. And bullet I thought jackets. she was going to use her bow to like cut somebody's neck, like yeah. decapitate mm-hmm. them, but she never did that. That would have no. been cool. Did okay. So in the other movies, did they all have bulletproof suits, or was that like a new thing in this one? Dude, I think- this is me. And throughout the entire film, he's kind of like putting his hand over his face. face. Yeah. yeah, I didn't notice that in the other films. It's in two or three. I can't remember when they introduce it. It's definitely a cheat. I mean, like a cheat so that you can have a martial arts film with bullets. You know, like you can have it both ways. Immediately, because they basically fight like hand to hand. Even though they have guns, half the time they have to get (laughs) like close enough to shoot someone right in the throat, or yeah, like you know, stab them in the throat. God, dude. <laughs> uh, but How yeah. many awesome kills in this film when it's just like the person's probably down, but they're not going to be moving, and it's just like pop, pop, right in yeah, their head. Yeah, just shoot them in the head. Pop, pop. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. gore is great. I, I think the, <laughs> the vest works or the bulletproof like jackets work when it's just like body armor effectively but yeah mm-hmm. it does look really cheesy when they're like half-heartedly ah. holding up holding up their like collar to deflect bullets it makes like, sense yeah. though it I does mean, make sense but it's odd but you you've never seen that in a film before where somebody just holds up their you know sleeve to cover their eyes for you know i'm just trap, surprised trap they don't wear like something on their face like Keanu doesn't wear anything on his face <laughs> like i don't yeah. get it if you can have that material for your whole body why can't you have it for your face but right. whatever that's yeah. it's an action movie who cares I there mean, would be there have to be holes somewhere, and the bullets or the knives would find them eventually. <laughs> eventually, <Yeah. laughs> um, so yeah, that sequence goes on for a while and ends kind of with Kane and him fighting uh, to a to a stalemate, more or less. Yep. So we know like this guy Kane is an old friend of Wick's, but uh, because he's in the same predicament as Wick, he can't escape his assassin passed and now they're threatening and he wields his family. samurai sword and wields yeah. like a a cane right? well, i'm talking about the blind guy the samurai sword the samurai guy yeah, is yeah. akira's dad i don't know if yeah that's shimazu I, yeah shimazu um, okay so kane yeah. actually does wield the cane then because he's blind and he pokes around yeah he fights with mm-hmm. it sometimes yeah, yeah. he fights gotcha. with all sorts of weapons there's nunchucks yeah. featured in mm-hmm. this opening scene mm-hmm. Um, glass shattering everywhere and it's like modern art samurai <laughs> exhibition floor of the hotel yeah um it's it uh, so ashley are you saying like you got a little fatigued by the end of that first yeah i was a little sequence? tired yeah it just lasted fair. so long i was like i was like okay like i can handle like good 10 minutes 15 minutes of action but i think it was like 30 minutes yeah and i'm not even Imagine trying to make how it john long wick just, like that's how long it was Imagine how john wick felt like he had to go through that oh my gosh <laughs> well he's there, yeah, there he's was gonna go one through point a lot. where the fight <laughs> sequence finally fucking ended and it was like throughout that sequence it's like does john wick ever fucking get tired yeah and cool. at the end he finally just kind of like st- started to take a breath and it's like okay <laughs> I, I mean I, I did start to notice especially early on in the fight like he he moves like a man that is finally showing like some vulnerability and like I mean it's really incredible mm-hmm. the training and the stunts he's able to pull off. Hard to say how many of the times of Wick getting hit by a car or falling out of a window or rolling down <laughs> two hundred steps is Keanu. He, but he doesn't okay. do any of that. I just yeah. listened to him in an interview. Okay. So he didn't do like any of those like crazy stunts, but he does yeah. do like all like the martial arts fighting and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's badass. So, so like also um, we and he's we also fifty eight years old. Let's not yep. forget that. Wait, Keanu's fifty eight. Yeah, he's fifty eight. He's sexy Incredible. as fuck, dude. 
yeah, he's a good looking dude. So, I mean, he still does action. He calls them like actions and not stunts or something. I like listened to an interview about him the other day. Um, so he doesn't do like this right. crazy ones, like getting hit by a car and stuff, but he does do like all of the, the fight scenes and stuff with him, which is still really impressive. One, one so, thing worth. Oh, what were you going to say, Derek? We, we can't cross over the falling, like intensely falling down the steps sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we want to go in order or um or kind it doesn't of just matter. jump around. He, he just well, he falls around uh <laughs> about like seventeen flights of stairs. Well in a park. It's like three hundred steps or whatever, two hundred and Jesus steps. Christ, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's hilarious. I, I started laughing at the yeah, second we, the whole time theater that laughed at that part. Dude, yeah. It was Oh, that's what's so good about this film is it's so over the top silly sometimes. Uh, yeah, so Keanu gets knocked down of just a ton of stairs. Uh, also beats the shit out of a bunch of people. Really cool like uh, fight sequence under the handrail of the stairs over it. Anyway, uh, so do you want to talk through that one as one of them and go into like what's happening, like with the assassins and stuff? Yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty much the final sequence of the movie aside from the duel. Um John Wick has to get to this rooftop area by sunrise for a a duel a like old fashioned, you know, walk 30 paces, turn around, pull out your six shooter and shoot the other person. Um uh duel to take down the guy at the head of the table because of the their rules they chat they were able to challenge him this is where the nonsense of the the plot comes into play it's yeah. like they will abide by traditions because without traditions you know they have no power i guess so mm. they honored his request to have a duel <laughs> but they tried to kill him every step uh pun intended along the way to you know if he doesn't show up to the duel on time he he's disqualified um so he gets to the final like you know uh area and he still has to climb 222 steps to get to the <laughs> fighting platform and he has like five minutes left and as soon as he gets like up one flight of steps uh, enemies come out of the woodwork and keep like <laughs> as soon as he makes progress they'll they'll kick him and they'll just like roll down you know multiple flights of steps work his way back up get knocked down again it's just so yeah it's so excessive yeah (laughs) yeah um but that's where kane the person he's going against in the duel because kane was nominated by the big bad guy um marquis to take his place because he's a coward um uh so kane actually helps him get you know they 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 fight together to take out the bad guys what's like the big um guy with mutton chops that he's fighting throughout the movie like big one fat of the, guy no not the big not the guy in the purple suit oh who, the huge guy yeah he's in like every every Rahim achabaki okay um that guy's, look up how tall he is. he's one he's of the boss big. he's one of the boss characters because he's basically you know confronts uh Keanu's character at every major fight and they'll show down for a little bit but not be able to oh, right, right. kill each kill it each can't other. be him it says he's 510 I feel like he's like eight feet tall they could have done something well he's just thick I mean I don't know I, I, I he's he's just kind of like the biggest of the of the henchmen um and also a lot of what we're talking about with this film uh specifically jwc4 john wick chapter four (laughs) got it uh some of it is very like video game-esque like oh yeah ridiculous shit Mm -hmm. um and i was i stand corrected it's marco zoro 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 and he's six two so okay. Makes more sense because I was like, he feels like he's a lot taller than five. Okay. Yeah, anyway, six two with that amount of muscle is is an imposing figure uh, in yeah. those in those sideburns. You, but yeah, yeah, Derek, you're totally right. I mean, I I feel like we've watched so many movies where they have this video game 
mission style you're going from like city to city boss to boss like just trying to complete one step of a mission and then off off to the next one with not a lot of care or interest in kind of like normal character motivations it's more like they're just on a on a a track that they they have to follow which is maybe commentary in itself I'd like to see this kind of movie mixed with like a Scott Pilgrim. Mm, interesting. Like a rated R. Scott Pil- oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Because Scott is already like absolutely a- follows this. Like, yeah, it's a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it'd be interesting to have like a rated R. I always want to go rated R. This would be perfect to horror. Hard R <laughs> or something. But, hard R. Um, anyway, um, can I talk about my favorite fight scene? Yes. Okay. Yep. My all-time favorite in this whole movie, and it's because it reminds me of 30 Days of Night. The aerial shot when they're in the warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That house. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It's so cool. Like, it's just like... Good call out. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, So basically, there's like this above-ground aerial shot that's traveling and following John Wick through the house as he has this like flamethrower dragon gun. And he's just lighting people on fire and shooting them. And it's just like puffs of fire everywhere. That's my favorite. And it didn't last like 30 minutes, which is cool. So you don't get used to it. Um, <laughs> but I just it thought was, that was like a really interesting shot. It was awesome. It's fairly long. Incendiary rounds yep. out of like a shotgun or something. But yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. So he he acquired that from one of the enemies that he destroyed. Yeah, yep. that fucking overhead, man. It was, you could see the set design. Anyway, I fucking love that. Yeah, that was my favorite. There's no roof on it. You can see all like the the separation of the walls and the rooms. And mm-hmm. because it reminded me of uh uh Predator. There's a Predator game on Sega and it was all overhead like that and you would just run through rooms and walls, but there were no mm-hmm. roofs. Totally that's what I was thinking of. Uh anyway. Yeah, yeah top t- down came from action. A- it came yeah. from a video game um, inspiration for like a 2019 video game. Makes sense. What video game? I know. I had it in trivia and I lost it. I'll find it. I'll let you know in a minute. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's, that was a, that's a common rough, perspective, like the over overhead camera angle slightly at an angle. And you can see a little bit of the side of like side vantage point at like a 45 degree angle. But that's where the the really um, visually interesting incendiary rounds make a lot of sense. Like you wouldn't be able to. It shows up a lot more in that with that like further distance. Like everything else is so up close and um, in your face with the with the action sequences and just like hand to hand combat that you really feel. This you feel it handgun to handgun combat. Yeah, yeah, you feel this because you can see those explosions and you can just get like a sense of the scope of the action, which is really cool. Which this is also where he fights the the tracker guy uh, with the dog. Uh, yeah. He saves the dog, but is fighting that guy. The guy with the the sideburns actually is the one that's about to kill the dog. Um, yep, and then John Wick and, gets him, and Wick stops him, and then they kind of like. They don't really team up, but that guy is there at the end of the movie watching the fight, watching the duel, <laughs> having a beer. Drinking a dog. beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> he's he's definitely gonna come back around into other movies. Um that was definitely one of the scenes that stuck out to me. I wonder, I guess I should pick one. Um I don't think the best action scene is the one with the the fat dude in the purple big, suit, big boy. Yeah, yeah, it's like a guy in a in a in a fat suit. Um, I just was thinking of Kingpin, the mm. the comic, the Marvel oh, yeah. Daredevil villain. Uh, just because he was like so silly looking with his suit and his comically teeth large, and like yeah. didn't look like a normal his normal body. And then he starts fighting, and he's fighting like he's more nimble than he probably should be at that yeah. at that weight. So I, it was, that one was just goofy. It did have a nice kill when he falls off a few flights of stairs onto his neck or head. Um, so that was interesting. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And one thing we get in this scene and then also the car, um, the fight scene that's going in that in that traffic loop 
um, that goes on mm-hmm. for a while and people keep getting run over by cars. You just get this feeling that like <laughs> they're in this like parallel world where all the characters you see on screen are plugged into this assassin universe and like know what's going on. And then they could just mm-hmm. be at a club and everyone is just going about their their business dancing. <laughs> I know. And like, you never yeah. there's no characters that have well, somebody's lines. got a gun out. So that and somebody has a gun out in a club. But yeah. it's just like, okay, everybody, you know, let's just have a gunfight. It did that scene, sorry, uh reminded me of some of the fucking like club shootings that happen in real life. Oh god. And that actually out a little bit, but yeah. Mm-hmm within the context in the universe that this exists within uh yeah it's like they're in the middle they're in the open but somehow they're i mean they, yeah I say, they all did evacuate at the end of it though they, yeah they, they finally ah, when, the guy, when the guy falls into his death i think they finally notice and he like causes like a aftershock or something no I, earthquake yeah but, yeah but, but that, that traffic jam thing where they just kept going in circles and then eventually like all the cars stopped tons of dead bodies and shit mm-hmm. yeah uh, they sort of stop i they're mean in they also their, like, just keep going little assassin world yeah. yeah yeah which is rad but anyway well it's uh, yeah it's 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 those moments that they do try to like mix in background um humans uh that that mm-hmm. kind of like make you ask <laughs> maybe <laughs> unnecessary questions because I started wondering like why aren't there cops? Why aren't there why is nobody noticing this? Like what there's no characters in the movie that represent um an outsider perspective. Everyone in the movie that yeah. has like line or is uh, lines or is part of the story knows what's going on. Like there's no <laughs> there's no exposure to just like a character that 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 is like learning about this for the first time or something that would be maybe in- interesting to see um someone's origin like we see wick's origin in the first movie in terms of like his origin for revenge but we don't know like we don't ever follow anyone pre being wrapped up in this world which which could be interesting maybe Mm-hmm. Right, standing in line at a Seven Eleven. So, Drew, yeah. So, did you have a favorite fight scene? Then? <laughs> yeah, I'm stalling. Um, it's probably it's probably like the one. If it's if I'm not going to choose the steps, it's probably the fight between him and Kane. Um, mm. in the first, <laughs> you know, in that first longer sequence, um, I really liked how Kane was eating um a bowl of of ramen. <laughs> um before <laughs> before he started yeah, killing awesome. people and he was uh, so into it as well yeah he's yeah casual. yeah exactly that's how you knew he was a badass he's just like that chill able to eat you never see john wick eat do you no. um <laughs> or sleep <laughs> no or sleep um but he's got a lot to um to deal with so i would say i would say that kind of like glass um fighting battle at the at the beginning derek did you have one was it the steps uh <laughs> well the steps definitely stand out uh, uh but any sequence in most of them just the led lights like very bright blues very bright reds yeah mm-hmm. uh those sequences where uh visually it's just mesmerizing yeah it looks like art and not just like a shootout. yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly and that all of the films have that. I think probably John Wick two to John JW four probably uh exaggerated that a little bit more, but that's so any any sequence where whether there was fun or not, it was beautiful lighting or something. Totally. I, I mean that's if oh, a yeah. uh, friend of the podcast Jamie was able to call in, I think that would be one of the main thing she she would want to point out is just uh, Ashley obviously like the action can be a bit fatiguing and um but there's like you could just like stop and like appreciate <laughs> what's happening in the in the background of the set design which maybe is part of your point like you might be worn out from the action or the action is going on and and distracting you from appreciating at times like how beautiful the background um might be but Ultimately, it's just like more immersion 
and more sensory um, uh, beauty that we get to be exposed to, like basically in every scene, probably um, it's a three hour movie. So there's that, but yeah, <laughs> you could rewatch it and just kind of focus on different aspects of, uh, oh, yeah, of the production each time. And how many rounds yeah. does John Wick actually have in that clip? Oh God, don't start counting those. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's one one way that you could rewatch it and pay attention yeah. to how many rounds. <laughs> I was counting that. the paces when they do the duel, so they say mm. thirty paces. Oh, same here. Yeah. They yeah. got to like twenty. Definitely fucked it up, right? Yeah. They got to like twenty. They, yeah. They, yeah, they didn't do that accurately, but it's fine. Yeah. And maybe they did that intentionally. Maybe I, don't I mean, know. yeah, who knows? Cre- it, creative it, fucking people behind this film. Yeah. It's very interesting. Oh yeah, I, I did I did mean to point out when we were um uh talking a while ago about the stunt performer. So Chad um what's his name? Chad uh, Stahelski, Stahelski mm-hmm. is the director of this movie and he um his background is being a stunt performer. So he not oh, only, cool. you know, has a special kind of experience with that. He treats like everyone involved in the production like essential members of like that need to be trained and choreographed and like the cameramen need to be trained to keep up with <laughs> the action that's being filmed. All the 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 stunt um people involved come to the filming locations and scouting locations and stuff in advance so they can be like prepared for what they're going to be dealing with versus just kind of like showing up the day of which happens on um on movies with like a lot of post-production like marvel movies they're just like their plan Mm -hmm. is just to fix it later um or to add people in the background later and this is just so much more hands-on so much more um realistic in in that respect that you can really i mean you can really tell the difference there's just no comparison between I've drawn comparisons stylistically to like a comic universe, but from the action standpoint, whether you can actually, you can actually see what's going on and follow it and f- feel it. No comparison to like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, and this is, yeah. mad appreciation uh, for, for that kind of uh, effort in a film instead of, you know, chalking it up and be like, ah, we can fix it in post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the camera camera people engaged and and ready to have like a nunchuck almost hit them. Yeah, that's proper. That's the proper way to make a film. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's talk about the end sequence um, because something pretty major happens. <laughs> Ashley, describe the duel. When I say predictable. Okay, well, from coming from your perspective, that's even more interesting. But how does the duel go down? And then what happens after that? Sure. Um, so we talked about their paces. So Kane and Johnny walk their 30 paces. Or I don't even remember. I think it's 30 to start or something. Then they walk closer and closer. They get to take one shot at each other. And then they're still standing. They get closer. They take another shot. So they do this two times. They get to the third shot. And Keanu gets shot again. And then the other Kane doesn't get shot at all. And so everyone's like assumes that he missed. And so Bill Skarsgård's character comes up and is like, let me handle this. Like, I want to handle, I want to like be the one to kill John Wick because he's an asshole. And so he goes to like shoot him and John and John Wick looks at his mentor or whoever that guy is. I don't remember his name. And he's like, you fucking idiot. Winston. He's like, yeah, you're, you're such an idiot. Like, did you see that he missed? He didn't take his shot. And he's like, what? And then John Wick shoots him in the head and he dies. And it yeah, was yeah. awesome. That was fun. But I, I like. Did you guys think that was predictable? What, which part? Not of it? So, in this. The shot. So I thought I didn't think he fired a shot, and I was like, "Oh, he still has a bullet." Like, so you thought that John Wick yeah. still had a bullet the entire time? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, yeah. no. So this kind of goes back to like a Back to the Future, where he gets shot. The ass. Uh, anyway, it reminded me of that, but I, I was totally, sur- I was surprised by it. However. Uh- it's definitely not the first time I've seen that in a film. So I was surprised that I was surprised. If that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, the way I saw it playing out was that they were going to somehow like 
team up and and just shoot him instead, which would have been mm. probably caused like um uh, them the to rule just, of the order. Yeah, they would have broken the rules and 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 then just been on the run. So like this was a more creative solution. Basically, Wick risked getting you know killed and not and he wasn't. I would have been really surprised if him if he killed Kane. So that was going to be yeah. a pretty rough end to the movie if he had to kill his 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 friend who he's really not See, trying. I thought that would have been rad. Well, I also had, wanted. Well, yeah. I also wanted Kane to die by Akira's hand. So. Well, and then Kane also had a daughter, so it's like John Wick should die to help Kane out and his daughter, right? Yeah. But and it didn't. It didn't have to come. Spoiler down. alert! Boop. <laughs> yeah, he, he this, is what, this, <laughs> this is what we're getting to. Um, yeah, I, I, Kane, in a way, yeah, he has more to live for, more like people that need him to be around. And Wick, if there was a way to end the to escape the table, uh, he should have gifted that to Kane. But they found a way for them to have it both ways, so he gets to escape. Yep. Um, has a moment of peace on the stairs, not the same stairs that he kept falling down, but um, uh, <laughs> on the, the sunny other side. side of the stairs. <laughs> and does he see like a vision quickly of of his wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it's like a he's at peace now kind of thing. Yeah, and then um, and then he and then he lays lays over, and we cut to. Winston and Lawrence Fishburne's character um, having a, a service for him. They had said earlier in the car, like he finally figured out uh, Wick fi- knew what he wanted on his, his headstone. Uh, he probably could have come up with this sooner. <laughs> it's good. Beloved husband, because it says beloved yeah. wife on his wife. So pretty easy. Doesn't say um, loving, loving husband. Is it loving or belo- loving? Uh, I don't know. Be- or beloved. Love yeah. Either way, it's just, it's a really touching kind of like you know full circle moment. They're they're presumably together, but um, this has been debated a lot um, by people I know and the internet, etc. Um, how did y'all interpret that 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 scene? I mean, did you think it was uh, the end of Wick? Derek, why are you giving us that symbol? This is really important. <laughs> no, I wanted Wick to die. Yeah, I, that's I really. Aww. I don't know. I kind of hmm. this this. Uh, what do you call it? Series. Yeah, franchise. Uh, franchise. It, it would be very fucking interesting to see John Wick die, because they could bring him back in any which way. So I, I actually kind of wanted him to die. Well, and you don't think like, was... this was definitive? I, mean, I didn't enough. want him to die, but it would you be interesting. Think... You don't think this was definitive? No. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I'm not playing devil's advocate here, yeah. but other people, <laughs> yeah, it's just including the filmmakers, have stated that it was definitive. Oh well, I, I'm okay with that, but yeah, guarantee you, ten years from now, uh, John Wick comes back from the dead as a zombie. You know, I, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cindy old Keanu, just like but, but what, how did... it's it's awesome. Like it's just this entire franchise is just so far fetched. It let uh, personally when I watch these films, I'm p- definitely paying attention to the martial arts, how they're editing editing it. You know what kind of lighting are they using? The sound, like who the sound effects and the uh, I don't I don't know the department that does the sound, but mm-hmm. I'm analyzing it way more than I would. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, for instance. Horrible comparison, but I mean, there's just so much to latch on to and, like, question. I yeah, was from a production I, value standpoint, yeah. Gotcha. Well, just, yeah, all around. Having this be my, being my only John Wick movie that I've seen, um, I thought it was definitive that he died. I was like, that's been four of these. I feel like that's, he, you know, it's his time. Like, he seemed like he was... Like I said before, like at peace, and he was just like, okay, like I have nothing to live for, like truly nothing. So like I will spare Kane's life, let him have time with his daughter, and I'll just like say my piece. Yeah. So I walked away being like, that was a really good movie. John Wick's dead. There won't be another one. There'll probably be a spinoff, which there will be. 
<laughs> and that's pretty much what I thought. I, and there, I, there might not be, but I also forgot about the part where John Wick died. <laughs> <laughs> so not definitive for you that you've had it even had yeah yeah well it's uh, he they don't show him getting a bullet in his head and uh, i mean just based on like the history which actually you didn't see the other movies but he has like almost like he's appeared dead before he's fallen off um mm. buildings in this movie and landed on a volkswagen van and should have broken his back yeah but um <laughs> fine yeah. My it was the my reaction like I didn't want to see a gory I didn't need to see him decapitated, um, but it's just because they don't show the body and mm-hmm, they and mm-hmm. I feel like my argument to you know Jamie and other people I I've talked to about it was just like isn't this what they would do anyway if he wasn't dead like this that's they would yeah, have that, like that little funeral and like so I I just felt like it was an open ended thing. But I agree mm-hmm. on the, from a story perspective with both of y'all, I guess, like this is a perfect way to end the four movie run with him. They can spin it off. They mm-hmm. can do whatever they want. I don't know if I'll be I'll probably be just as interested, just assu- assuming the same, you know, um, behind the camera people same teams involved. involved. Yeah. I'll be excited for the action. Um, but I think this is the end or should be the end of John Wick's journey. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like the end, the end of yeah. his his wick. Yes, his wick well, has extinguished. Put it, put it out, put it out of. Yep. Okay. Well, um, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the <laughs> about the legacy of this movie. But first, Derek, do we have um a sponsor this week? Somewhere where you can get bulletproof vest for she has a universal one. What do men want? Well, there are a few essentials that every man's wardrobe should have, from classic choices to more contemporary looks. Because what men want, well, that's complicated. But what they need, now that we know something about. Happy holidays from the men's warehouse. Get your oh, Kevlar. Nice. Get your Kevlar vest, three-piece suit. Come on. Yep, like yep. the Kingsmen or something. Thank you. We're so complicated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Us, us men are so complicated. Super complicated. Yeah. If you're in doubt about what to get your male companion, just get him a sweet suit from Men's Warehouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we did we did an informal rank the blank. We did choose your character. Um, let's talk about how this film is being received. Um, Ashley, what's the buzz? Super high. It actually, well, you you can talk about the box office in a minute, but yeah. um, it's in the 90, 90th percentile, above ninety for both the audience and the critics. So it's for this kind of movie. I don't. I guess I'm not really surprised. It's just you know what you're going in getting. You know what you're getting going into it. I mean, I kind of did, but um, some of the reviews are John Wick Chapter 4 is an elaborately choreographed, gorgeously crafted slaughter fest, a bloodthirsty spectacle, a circus of scoundrels fighting to the death in the most gracefully violent ways. Mm. <laughs> Which, yeah, all right. Um, chapter 4 is resoundingly the best Wick sequel, but I still prefer cold-blooded efficiency over bloody ex- excess, no matter how artfully and at times playfully staged. But I mean, for it to rank that high for an action movie like this, I'm pretty like I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, and it's the fourth movie. I mean, this yeah. the trajectory is typically pointing downward, and from a uh, review standpoint, from a creativity standpoint, and most importantly, I guess to the the studio from a, a box office standpoint it was the highest grossing um, or it made the most in its opening weekend. So usually um, made 73 million um, wow. um, on opening weekend and is holding nicely week to week since then. Like the fact that the, the, the franchise is picking up steam <laughs> four movies in mm-hmm. is a really good sign, um, which is also not commercially a good reason to, um, kill off Wick's character and, and, and um, remove the star from the franchise. But like way to go out on a high note. If in fact they do kind of like, you know, let it, let it peak here. Yeah, exactly. Um, So a little birdie, sorry, what? a little birdie just told me that there might be a John Wick five, huh? 
But they already bear. have like spinoff movies in the works. I mean, it made yeah, it was the biggest grossing movie of the franchise. They're not going to let it go away. But that doesn't mean Keanu will be back. Um, we'll be back. Yeah. One. Sorry, I was talking to a little bird. I should have been paying attention to the podcast. I'm right oh. back. I'm going to go talk to that little bird a little bit. About <laughs> like six. Um. So, would you consider Drew? Do you think this is a new release or old news? I know you've seen. Have you seen all four John Wicks? Oh yeah, but pretty much okay. once or you know once each of when they first came out, and then like bits and pieces. I haven't like um, rewatched them over and over. So okay, that's where I'm at. So John Wick Four was it new release, old news? I I think it's pretty easy. I mean, if the like we just talked about, if it's getting better, and yeah, <laughs> I want to see more. It's definitely a new release um, just because we're kind of like satisfied with the journey that the character's been on doesn't take away anything. So definitely a new release for me. Yeah, I would say, I mean, being my only John Wick film, it was a new release for me. I don't know if I if I had seen all four of them, it would be or not, um, but I really liked it overall. So New release for me as well. Derek, new release or old news? Uh, How about you burn the wick at all four, four ends mm. and okay. call it uh, a new candle wick? It's a new release. Come on. Uh, okay. None of that made sense. <laughs> nope. but... <laughs> sure did it. But, well, uh... That was intentional. <laughs> uh, new release, absolutely. Sweet. Uh, so new release across the board, John yeah. McFour. Yeah. Wait, Love wait. It. No, I want to go into way more detail. Oh, okay. No, you have more really. candle <laughs> More candle, candle abra stuff. Ooh, um, nice. Gosh. Thanks. So for each week when we watch a movie, we take something for the movie and we sell it for a meager profit in our new release gift shop. Cool. Um, a new what, release candle. What do we want to <laughs> sell from this movie? A candle that never burns out. John's kind wick. of like yeah. the hocus pocus one. I mean, honestly, I mean, I as a, a uh, new release handgun that sounds so badass, like the handguns and the fucking movie. We had, we didn't even talk about the sounds of the the firearms. Uh, anyway, what are we gonna sell? Ash, Andrew, we've got a lot of weapons already. Um, yeah, I have a pretty, might... yeah, it's a grab bag full of like danger. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we don't need another you weapon. You a John Wick handgun in that grab bag. No, I'll throw. No. Well, I'll just throw in it. Okay. Um, I had to think, just because uh, it's kind of funny. Um, since we had men's warehouse, what if we did a bulletproof ooh. tie, but it was only the tie, so they'd have to like move the tie around because it'd be ridiculous looking. Oh, so instead of putting his uh, uh-huh. or somebody putting their sleeve in front of their face, it's put the tie. Yeah, or headphones I mean, or mouse. I mean, mouse. I, I like that. <laughs> mouse. But we can get more creative. Bulletproof mm. tie. Okay, that's that's one option. I I was gonna give y'all credit for the horrible um, <laughs> pun you keep making throughout the episode. For some reason, I haven't really heard a lot of John Wick slash candle jokes. Um, <laughs> So I do like I do, I, I do I do kind of like the idea of a, a new release wick. Um <laughs> a new release okay. candle. I mean we do a lot of scented stuff, so maybe that's done, but maybe uh, it won't be a scent. Yeah, it, won't it doesn't have need a scent. to be scented. Can it, it can it have that that very um mysterious technology that keeps birthday candles just <laughs> from going out? That's what I was saying. It just stays it just stays lit like the hocus pocus candle. Once you light okay. it, it just stays lit until so. it's gone. Until your house burns down. So right. And are we, yeah. like, is it Ashley, Drew, and Derek on one of those, like, religious candles? But it never burns up. Oh. What's we'll see those which cool. one of us burns out first. Oh, okay. Well, Me. the burn off. <laughs> a burn off, yeah. Burn off, burn Perfect. out. <laughs> Perfect. Sweet. Okay, so, um, yeah, so candles. And all okay. three nearly. Perfect. Um, all right. So what are we watching next week, Drew? Um, well, next week I'm I'm gonna be keeping a close eye on which movie has the higher body count. <laughs> John Wick four <laughs> or this this movie from um two thousand three. Oh, we are going back 
to um, the year we're spending most of the year in, 2003, to watch this Rob Zombie uh, modern classic. Dracula. Trailer for us, Derek? Yeah, it's Dracula. Dracula. Remember that song? <laughs> the boogeyman is real. <laughs> and you found him. It's showtime! Please don't kill us. From director Rob Zombie. <laughs> this is not the best trailer. However, I don't even know if there was ever a good trailer to this. There wasn't. Rob Zombie. It'd probably be a good film. Yeah. House of a thousand corpses. I say, and his wife is a really good actress. What you see? Dude, I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to that, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same. House of a Thousand Corpses. It also has its own little mini franchise. Not quite four, but I think there's three of them. Um, So. Yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses next week. We're going to be spending a good amount of time in 2003 um, coming up. So if you want to join for that and all the future films this year, then search new release on Spotify or Apple. And please subscribe to the podcast, Ashley. That's a smoke show. I was to say, that's a whack. It's horror movie music. Yeah. So who's going to sell their candles out first? Probably me. Yeah. Typically. Mine will be the tallest. You're the fan fave.